The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com. This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, January 12th. And, Corey, a lot going on across our listening area with the local sports scene. But it is a Friday, which means we're checking around with activities directors across central Minnesota. Today, it's Michael Wirtz of Monaga. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Great. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty darn good. A lot of uh, stuff going on in Monaga, one of which was a boy-girl doubleheader in basketball against Wadena Deer Creek. Let's start off talking a little bit about uh, the girls' basketball team, an impressive Park Region Conference win on Tuesday night. Yeah, they're really clicking all cylinders right now. Coach P has those girls rolling with it. Um, it was a big win for them. They came out strong, and uh, Coach P told me that we only had six turnovers that game, which is huge um, for success in that, and hope keep that ball rolling for this girls team and continue to be strong here yeah and you know it was a couple years ago they had that section 8 double a tournament run getting to the championship game and you had to graduate a few girls there but you know the nice part about small towns typically you got some siblings you got some other kids who are right behind them and uh, they've just kind of uh, took us not a step back but just kind of reloaded and and now this year they're as strong as ever yeah we have a lot of familiar names that run through the program and the siblings run deep, and it's fun watching uh, some of the alumni come back and watch their younger sisters come play, too, with that. And, uh, yes, it's it's really fun watching these girls develop um, compared to last year, and they're really um, having fun out there, and they're getting after it and, and improving ten, ten times here. Uh, Mike, let's move over to the boys' basketball program now on a, on a little different trajectory at this point in the season, but what's the breakdown of Braves' boys' basketball at this point of the winter? You know, they played Wadi pretty, pretty tough on Tuesday there. They come out, they can come out and show some real strong showings, and then they, they can also lay an egg here from time to time like they did against War Road on last Friday with it, but uh, it it's the season that's going to be an improvement for him with it. It's um, we had five strong starters and the bench is a little weak right now. But uh, Coach, Coach Capan has these kids rot- rotating in and out to meet their strengths with it, and he's developing some some stuff in the younger grades here as well. So the program's going to get stronger here as we go. Um, we'll have a couple more down years before we get stronger here, but the program is getting built back up here. Uh, we talked in the in the girls program, lots of returning names in in this year's varsity roster. How about on the boys side of things? Is it a lot of new varsity experience, or has there been a lot of turnover from uh, a year ago? We lost a couple of seniors last year, but it's uh, a couple with uh, Neil Howard's back, uh, Burton is back with that, and Jetman. So we have a couple experienced guys coming in. To, to round out the roster here. Uh, of course, we're going to lose the seniors here, and we'll uh, looking for more experience as we go. Yeah, you know, uh, Burton on Tuesday night, I was calling that game. He, he nearly single-handedly brought Monaga back in that boys' basketball game against Wadena Deer Creek with 31 points. It was a, a really fun showing for him as well. Uh, hey, Mike, let's uh, move things over a little bit and talk about uh, UNC Wrestling and, and uh, how where that program is sitting at this point in the year. Yeah. There's another strong program that we have here with it. Uh, those coaches do a, a tremendous job just year-round um, getting these wrestlers geared up for uh, hopefully another state run here with it. Um, they're getting tougher competition. We have the Rick Lee uh, tournament coming up here. Uh, they placed uh, Tracy here at one with it, and it's going to be nothing but tough competition 
uh, with it. Um, they had a big win against West Central on on Tuesday here, and last of course went to Long Prairie, Griego, uh, Browderville with it. But uh, it's it's going to be a fun fun run for them. Um, injury prone a little bit right now. We've got some starters that will be coming back later in the season, and so hopefully we're going to be all full strength here at end of the year. Uh, Mike, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth with the with my next question there. So let's just move on then, and anything else that's happening around Monaga uh, this winter that we need to know about. You know, we have all our activities are good, are up and rolling right now. We have um, our one act plays is going to be competitive this year with that. Robotics is going to show strong performing with it. Um, FFA and FCCLA, all these programs, all these kids are getting involved and doing stuff. So it's not just sports with it, but everything um, quicking right now for the winter season. And we have uh, so many kids involved just in something. And that's great to see because they're doing something. Most likely they're staying out of trouble and stuff. So being active is very important with it. And Mike, you know, with uh, the doubleheader on on Tuesday, it's kind of a good example of you know the gym and you know the new facilities there. You get to showcase them a little bit, but to have a, a doubleheader and have both of those uh, teams be able to support each other and just kind of to show off how uh, how fun that gym can be when it's rocking. How cool has uh, the gym been in Monaga this winter? It's been great with that. It when we get a you know, full crowd in there, that that place is hot and it's electric. Um, Fans are coming out with it. That was a fun day on Tuesday with it, and hopefully do some more double headers with it. We have a, a day game coming up here in February with Pillager, so we're hopefully pe- pack the student body with it and get um, some of these kids who don't have opportunity to watch a basketball game um, to do it during the, during the school day here. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun, too. We're talking with Monaga Activities Director Michael Wirtz. He's joining us on the morning sports desk on a Friday. Hey, Mike, great to chat with you again. Thanks for filling us in on everything going on up in Monaga. Have a great rest of the winter, and we look forward to talking to you when the spring rolls around. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, and you guys have a great weekend. You too. That was Michael Wirtz, the Activities Director on the morning sports desk, and Corey, uh, I mean, kind of, we've talked about Monaga all week. It feels like so we've kind of gotten our fill mm-hmm. of Braves activities. It's kind of fun when that when that can line up. When uh, all of a sudden we're talking with the Monaga activities director when Monaga had a double header and, and stuff like that. Yeah, we and when we often talk when we talk Monaga. Um, uh, when he mentioned it, it's fun when those student sections really show out for each, each other, and and that Monaga student section always does. It just seems like as far as raucous student sections go, you could you could put Monaga in 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 that top probably one or two or three as far as student sections and showing up and just cheering for their friends at at all times, and especially now, you know that the girls basketball team. They lost their first game of the season mm-hmm. and then have rattled off 10 straight victories. Right. The closest margin of victory has been 15 points. Wow. So it's especially, they show up in any instance, but especially now that things are good. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fun gymnasium to be in, I would imagine, this winter. So let's talk about a game that we had last night on the airwaves on our Hubbard Radio Wadena stations. Corey, you had some uh, high school basketball last night. Indeed I did. I was in Sabika uh, as the Trojans hosted Pillager in Park Region Conference girls basketball action. Uh, Pillager started out the contest red 
freaking hot. They did not miss. I mean, they, they were a quick ball movement. They got the ball up the floor in a hurry. Um, they didn't rely on a ton of dribbling. They uh, had great passing, and they just knocked down everything. And as a matter of fact, they even got a, a buzzer beater going into the half. Sabika had done a good job of kind of chipping their way back into it, closing out at halftime. It was a one-point margin with seven seconds left. And then Olivia Brown for the Pillager Huskies hit a, I don't know, 25-footer at the buzzer to all of a sudden extend that lead back out to four. And that's how the entire first half went. It was just Pillager on these runs after run after run. And Sabika would try and Oh, gosh, could they get over the hump? And no, Sabika didn't get their first lead until well into the second half. And the shooting got a little cold for Pillager down the stretch. And... um and, uh, and it just ended up being a little too much. Sabika was able to complete the comeback, led by Anna Kapulius, 33 points. Wow. That's the largest output I've seen on the season so far. She um, basically couldn't be stopped, and, um, uh, and I say this in jest. Uh, she struggled a little bit from the free throw line. 40 was well within play for her uh, uh, with just a, a little better shooting probably from the free throw line. But that is nitpicking a 33-point performance because she was tough underneath. She was knocking down threes. Um, forcing uh, Pillager to foul her and put her at the line. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty dominant effort by her. Yeah, uh, and and you mentioned that. Was it a lot of outside shooting? Was it just at her basically going to the rim every single time at the end of the game? What did that look like? Uh, just a little bit of everything. She's a nice post player. She's patient. Uh, uh, she's not that tall, but a very nice leaper. And um, she just knows how to use, you know, her, her, her stick her wings out and her elbows, and, and she gets a really good seal on the post defender and and has nice touch around the rim and then if you don't get a hand up or on her at the three-point line she'll stick it in your face and turn around and you know give the old michael jordan why she didn't do that i'm just saying it's like well, she didn't give the two small yeah i'm gonna guard me i guess i'm gonna shoot it i guess is how this is gonna go to the tune of 33 points it was pretty impressive yeah awesome so tonight uh you have another game uh, on the airwaves over on the fan. Indeed, I do. It's it's kind of funny to uh, uh, dip our toes into into these area teams and area conferences because even though you know, as far as a radius from our radio station goes, we don't travel that far until tournament time happens. Right. But the differences in these conferences is very funny. Um, we cover a lot of Park Region Conference basketball. Mm-hmm. They've been playing conference games since, I don't know, the third game of the year. Uh huh. Staples Motley and Park Rapids area girls basketball out of the Mid-State Conference. If this isn't the first conference matchup of the season for these two, it's only the second. There's wow. There's only five teams in the Mid-State Conference, and... So, yeah, they just play a huge non-conference schedule, and now we'll dip into this mid-state conference play. So, because of that, it's a big one. This is a the big time. This is old-school rivalry sort of sort of action here tonight, and I uh, look forward to having that. Staples Motley Cardinals, Park Rapids Area Panthers, mid-state conference, girls hoops. 
on the fan. That's AM 1430 and 98.5 FM. Well, we also have high school boys basketball, Park Region Conference boys basketball between Wadena, Deer Creek, and Pillager. It's going to be on 101.7 and AM 920 KWAD, a 7.15 pregame with a 7.30 tip-off. You know, we had Wadena, Deer Creek on earlier this week. We had Pillager girls on last night. So, you know, we might as well make the run and put the put the boys on the air tonight as well. For Wadena Deer Creek this season, they're six and three, one and one in section eight AA, four and one in the Park Region Conference. They're up towards the top again this season. They're four and zero oh on their home court, Corey, which will be an interesting uh, thing to see develop today. If you look in the section eight AA standings, where Wadena Deer Creek, they're kind of right in the middle almost uh in kind of that uh that seven eight nine spot uh, uh with holly right in front of them east grand forks right behind them uh pelican rapids at the top of section eight double a then park rapids area barnesville roso dgf holly wadena deer creek east grand forks perham war road thief river falls crookston and monaga in that section eight double a for pillager uh they are five and six on the season, one and three in conference play, or four and one in conference play, excuse me, one and three in their section seven AA uh, schedule, one and four on the road, however, four and two on their home court. You look at Pillager, they've won three out of their last four with the only loss coming to Crosby Ironton with wins over Aiken, Sabika, and New York Mills. And I got to see Pillager play a little bit early in the season, Corey, and they're a team uh, that was pretty good in football, and you can tell with it because it means that they like to be a little physical, you know, all within the rules of the game, but they like to kind of try and outmuscle you a little bit. Outmuscle you. They're pretty athletic. I think when things go well for Pillager, uh, they could kind of jump on and um, and and swallow their opponent up pretty quick. They've had some, I think, some really nice highs on the season. Uh, when things start to spiral, things can get away from them a little bit, and, and I don't... I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. That's just, you know, looking at the record, that seems to certainly be the case. I would say it's also true for Wadena Deer Creek on the year. When things are really cooking, it's a team that can beat just about anyone in the area with really nice skill position uh, players. Uh, but when things start to spiral, how do you get out of that spiral? I think that's probably a thing both teams are struggling with right now at this point of the year. Yeah, that, it'll be really interesting to see in this game. Wadena Deer Creek's been playing some really, really good on-ball defense. I talked with Coach Toomberg a little bit throughout the week, and he said, you know, trying to work on that off-ball defense and make sure we're in the right spots when things are away from the ball is kind of the nitpick that they've been working on. But Wadena Deer Creek has been a strong defensive team. Pillager, obviously, a strong defensive team as well. So it's going to be really fun to kind of see uh, strength versus strength a little bit go at it uh, in this ball game. You'll see a little pace also. Exactly. <laughs> Which will be fun. <laughs> it should be. Pillager. Uh, right now is 11th in Section 7 AA. Crosby Ironton is up there. Esco, Pequot Lakes, Moose Lake, Willow River, Barnum, Staples, Motley, Duluth, Marshall, Two Harbors, Greenway, Piers, then the Huskies. Below them is Proctor, Hinkley, Finlayson, Aiken, Masabi East, and International Falls. I mean, uh, a whole lot of stuff on the broadcast schedule tonight. Again, you can hear my game on KWAD 101.7 FM and AM 920, 7.15 pregame, 7.30 tip-off from the WDC Middle High School Gym. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of high school sports packed into today's uh, program, Corey. 
a lot of high school sports, that's for sure. Do we have a little time to, to talk some other things? Yeah, yeah, if you want to dive into something. Um, Netflix has announced a new series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Along the same lines as uh, Quarterback, yeah. where we saw Kirk Cousins featured. Along the same lines as uh, um, Full Swing, their golf documentary, um, F1, and then what was the, they did the uh, one with break point David with tennis? Yeah, they've done a, a David Beckham one uh, also. I think that was kind of his own. That was his own thing. His own thing. This is uh, along like the full the scope of the full league, but they focus on a, on a few players. And it was just announced that those players being featured in this upcoming Netflix project. Um, to no one, no one's surprise, LeBron James. Okay. To no one's surprise, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. To no one's surprise, Jimmy Butler. Fake tough guy energy. But to okay. Everyone's surprise, Demontis Sabonis. He'll be interesting. You got to get to. You got to get an Eastern European on some of this stuff. And I'm setting it up because, of course, we know the answer. Anthony Edwards to be featured in this show also. A5 from day five. Are you in or all in? I'm all in on this because I want to see how some of these guys live. I honestly want to see more of what Anthony Edwards does on a day-to-day basis. What's that guy like when he gets home? Is that like... I know. Because we see him when he's out in public. It's like that guy who in public, you know, is very like chatty. He's always like around and you're like, is he the exact same way at home? Or is like when he gets home, he just like... Yeah. sits at a wall and just stares at it. Like how does that right. how does that work in that setting? It's going to be very fascinating plus getting more uh off the cuff comments from Ant are always uh they're very meme worthy if it, you will. It feels like we're going to get a lot of Ant Jr. Uh-huh, his uh his dog. His dog. Um also the thing I don't know is this is this production for this season? And will come out at the end of the year, or is already has it already started? That I don't know. Well, if because it's because he's gone through, a, he had a little controversy a season ago, and he's gone through a little controversy this season. So I'll be interested to see if any of that uh, gets wrapped up into this, and and how he's handling that with the camera in his face. Well, it's interesting because Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions are part of it. I think a company Barack Obama has a stake in is like helping out. It's very fascinating how it's all coming together. But I think they saw how successful quarterback was, and they're like, we could totally do this for the NBA. And I mean, it's happened. It's happened for every sport. The golf one, I just loved. I didn't really learn a ton, but it's super fun to to see that stuff behind the scenes. F one is in like season six at this point. People just love it. So yeah, this is a cool little model we have all of a sudden. Well, it's that behind the scenes curtain, and we've talked about this all the time. But you know, the one thing why people like podcasting, it's and one of the reasons why we like getting activities directors even on here is we want to peel back the curtain on a couple of these things and like take you behind the scenes we want the activities directors to tell you things we want us we want them to take us behind the scenes on some things and you know we've even had conversations of like when we want to talk on the sports desk about doing play-by-play and how we prepare for games and all that kind of stuff because people nowadays they know what happens we know we know who anthony edwards is but peel back the curtain a little bit and how is the sausage made with his life if you will and lebron james and some of these other stuff it's that access that we get now thanks to social media and cameras being around all the time but it's really really cool to get to see so uh, i'm looking forward to it uh what do you think is going to be the most intriguing thing we learn about anthony edwards I don't think we're going to learn anything about Anthony Edwards. I think we're just going to like him a lot more. Yeah. But I'm glad you asked that question because it it was leading right into the question I had for you. After the quarterback series, 
it seemed like uh, Kirk Cousins' approval rating went through the roof. Right. Everyone already felt pretty strongly about Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that changed too much. Right. Marcus Mariota. Ooh, I mean, at least my opinion. Uh, you know, I didn't know some. He went through some stuff and maybe didn't handle it all perfectly. Right. So, of those players. Who do you think we're going to come out really, really liking? Let's remove Ant from this right. equation. Who are we going to come out really liking, and who are we really not going to like when it's all said and done? Well, I feel like LeBron. Here's the thing: LeBron is like uh, uh, LeBron is like a politician. Like you already have your opinion on him. Like I you're agree. not going to change your. Nobody's going to come away changing. If you already love LeBron, you're going to love LeBron more. If you yep. already hate LeBron, you're going to hate LeBron after it's this. It's going to be just a lot of clips of him drinking wine. Exactly. LeBron <laughs> is a wine mom. Let's be honest here. Uh, but I, I think the one I'm fascinated by, and I think people will come away liking, is Sabonis, and that's just mainly because. We've never heard anything about him ever. So this is a good opportunity for people to all he has to have is like one really likable moment. And it's pretty much it. You pretty much can make it that way. Um, Because who are the other players? It was uh, Tatum Tatum and Jimmy Butler. Butler. Well, so that's. I'm afraid we're going to come out of this loving Jimmy Butler. That's what I'm most afraid of, which is a ridiculous thing to say. Well, I was going to say Jason Tatum is kind of a guy like he's already a big presence and a big name, plays in a big market in Boston. So, it, but what's his personality? Right, I don't know anything about that guy. That's the other thing. So we get. I mean, it's going to be Jimmy Butler just out of the thing of like Jimmy Butler's PR team is a one. They are so good mm-hmm. at crafting his image. So there is no way that we're going to come out of this hating Jimmy Butler. So by default, I think it's going to be Jason Tatum. Yeah, I think so. I the, weirdly, I kind of I think the same way. Do you have anything else, or do you want to make NFL picks really quickly? Uh, yeah, let's make NFL picks and let's call her a day. Browns at the Texans first game. Ooh, this is a tough one because the Browns have a lot of momentum. Joe Flacco's been a great story. That defense is great. Um, they've been in the playoffs before, a few years ago, albeit, but still in there. C.J. Stroud is a hot young commodity. D'Amico Ryan's the head coach of the year candidate, probably with Kevin Stefanski. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, the home team is the Texans, but it's C.J. Stroud's first playoff game. He seems built for it. That Browns defense, though, is good. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I'm going to go with Cleveland also. The next game, Dolphins at the Chiefs. Dolphins and Chiefs. That game, that wind chill is going to be 30 below. I'm taking the Chiefs. The Dolphins are not going to be able to play in that weather. There's uh, there's one thing. Uh, Jared picks the Dolphins. Okay. He just thinks it's going to be an upset. It's been weird for Kansas City all season. It has been. Here's the thing that you're right will be tough for Miami is the weather, but one of Miami's players is a guy who's played in that Kansas City weather before. Right. And Tyreek Hill. So I do think it's a it's a little more interesting. Uh, Miami's too is too beat up. Kansas City also beat up, not as much. I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Right. Next game. Steelers at the Bills. Bills. Bills by a thousand. Bills by a thousand. Packers at the Cowboys the Packers take on their old head coach, Mike McCarthy. So the Cowboys are really, really good at home, like one of the best teams at home this season, and they won their division because the Eagles have just completely imploded. So, I mean, advantage of them. They're the two seed, and they'll get a home playoff game if they win. But I was talking to Jared, our sales guy, about this, who's our resident Packer fan, but I looked at him like, but you know, it's Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. He doesn't exactly... Uh, not that the game plans are bad, but he kind of wilters and gets a little squishy in some of those big moments. And 
if the Packers can be aggressive because they're the sixth seed, they're like, whatever, we're supposed to lose this game anyways, and they just come out firing and they hit on a couple plays, I could very easily see the Packers winning this ball game. Uh, that being said, it's two fan bases that I do not have a lot of love for. Uh, I'm going to have to choose the lesser of two evils and go the Dallas Cowboys because they're at home. The Packers can win this game. They can. They will not. Okay. Rams at the Lions. The Lions host their franchise all-time great quarterback, uh, you know, that one guy, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. The guy I who, forgot his name for a second. <laughs> the guy who immediately won a Super Bowl the year after. Yep. And then the Lions, who got a franchise quarterback in Jared Goff, got a couple draft picks to keep building up their team. Uh, so, I mean, it's a win-win trade for really when you look back on that Matt Stafford for Jared Goff swing. Uh, but in this game, the Rams, they're good how good are they is the question. The Lions have been the lovable team all year long. Dan Campbell biting off kneecaps. So there's going to be a lot of energy, and I think Dan Campbell can probably use that. The one thing with the Lions is they beat themselves. They turn the ball over way too much, and that defense was getting picked apart by Nick Mullins. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what Sean McVay, who, by the way, knows Jared Goff better than anybody what can he craft on the, uh, you know, what can he tell the defensive coordinators on how to beat him? I think, and this is again, uh, the Lions are in my division. I hope that they lose. Uh, I think the Rams are going to come in. I think they're going to win this game. I think the Lions are going to be a little too juiced up and they're going to turn the ball over. They're maybe going to get a little too over their skis. And Sean McVay just knows how to knows how to play against Jared Goff. This is annoying because this is going to be my sneaky one also. I think it comes down to who do you trust more, Sean McVay and Matt Stafford? or Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. Now, I think I probably trust Goff as close to as much as Stafford at this point. And the Lions might have a better careers. team. And the Lions might have a better team. The Rams are playing better football. Dan Campbell's a weirdo, man. He's going to go for it on fourth down in a spot where he should not go for it on fourth down, and they will not get it. Or weirdly, he'll punt in a spot where he'd normally go for it. All right. I'll uh, just... To be different, I I'll pick the Lions. I was gonna say, were we the same on every pick so far? So and I far. would want, and I would have picked the Rams there. But uh, uh, Eagles at the Buccaneers, both teams with hurt quarterbacks, both teams not playing their best football at the end of the season. Although the Buccaneers playing a little better down the stretch than Philly. Now, granted, the Buccaneers had to play the NFC South towards the end of the season. Yep, that helps them out. Uh, here's the thing with this matchup. The Eagles are fading their team that has... I mean, they started 10-1, and one, mm-hmm. and they didn't even win their division. Mm-hmm. They're in a free fall. It's what happens when you let Matt Patricia run your defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I mean, they lost both of their coordinators from a year ago. Regression was just kind of likely with this team, although this bad and in this way, definitely not how I think people were expecting. That being said, I'm going to go with Philadelphia, despite them being the road team, just because I feel like they can corral it in a little bit more. And Tampa Bay is a bit of a paper tiger at nine and eight. Baker is hurt. And to what extent he's hurt, I don't know that we know. Okay. But there's no reason why Evans and that wide receiver group shouldn't torch this defense. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers in this one, and I feel not good about it at all. To be fair, I don't feel good about picking the Eagles either, so there we go. Skull Vikings who are going to London. (laughs) This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, January 12th. The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and wadinaradio.com.